Welcome to another exciting episode of uh, Grow Hall Street, Mister. Twenty minutes, Chef. Thank you. This is episode number thirty-eight. Thirty-eight, yeah. And we are still recording to you from Studio Two and Two <laughs> in South Lake Union. Out of Washington. Washington. Yeah. Good job. I blinked out there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it, get together. What's up? Uh, yeah, this is a uh, uh, podcast is on the Soundcasting Network. And uh, they have many shows on that network you That's should it. check out. But we are uh, most popular one? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I'm your host. Uh, my name is Robert Stills. Across from me is, uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. Yes. Uh, Jahani. Smith. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it feels like I haven't uh, we haven't recorded in a long time. Yeah, because we recorded last Tuesday. What's today? Uh, Tuesday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a week. Yeah, well, we've been ahead of the schedule. Yeah, because I uh, got to be on that. But fuck it, K Boogie over here. He fucked, was that Lazzy? You fucked up, released us on Friday? Oh, yeah. Damn, yeah. It was w- fine. You had one job done. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the other five. Yeah, right. And you did a bad job edited, Robbie. I just, that, like, you hear what? me beatboxing at the end oh, of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I left that in there on purpose. Okay, you saw <laughs> Johnny's weak ass <laughs> Afro Latino beatboxing. <laughs> Caramba, Caramba. All right. All right, as you guys know, Johnny has started a new job. Yes, I have. He's already been fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. All right. You got you got uh, updates. Yeah, updates. Sure. Did. Well, uh, you got you, suspended. As you all know, I work at uh, Art of the Table now, Prep um, Cook, located on Bridgeway and Thirty uh, Sixth Avenue in Fremont, uh, Seattle, Washington, and uh, they are like a farm to table scratch kitchen. Um, menu changes pretty much daily, and we do like a nine course tasting menu, and then a few days out of the week, we do like a la carte things from that menu. What, how, what was that? So a la carte. No, no. What, what, how many days? What days? So we're only open five days a week, and then we'll do. I would say three days of a la carte and tasting. So that's about a 15 item menu. And then we do two days of just tasting. So you work with the same squad all week? All week, yeah. Except a few different servers, like one or two different servers. They don't count. <laughs> They're not real employees. No, man. At this place, it is. They're all super family. There's only like eight of us, you know? So um, at the end of the shift, we all get drinks and like <clears throat> hang out with each other and stuff like that. But it's, it's dope. At nine o'clock, it's literally like... Bit burgers cracked on the counter. No matter who's sitting like at in front of the kitchen, uh, shots are bringing brought around. You know, it's a really, really um, family oriented place, which is dope. And I'm learning a lot, so I'm back at the bottom though. So that sucks. <clears throat> yeah, work your way up. Well, uh, prove yourself, young grasshopper. Well, I am proving myself, but they have a whole different de- like way of doing things you know um like they don't really use recipes that much and then when they're actually online they have a different way of calling things so i'm trying to learn that like this weekend i had a little bit of trouble with that and i was missing calls because they have so many different things well, they're speaking in french no but it's like on sundays they we have the a la carte menu and we have the tasting menu and then they're firing and they're um you know, holding things all at the same time and i don't know like what they're meaning by these certain terms because sometimes they're like holding all day and then they'll say something and then they'll be like set this but that's not fire and i'm like wait that's not fire like when you tell me to set i'm gonna set my plates like that's what i'm understanding so like i'm getting frustrated the chef is like telling me it's my fault it is your fault ultimately (laughs) yeah so i'm just like sitting there just getting real heated and uh 
you know, eventually I just figured it out and just got through the push. But it was tough. They gave me a couple extra dishes and like everyone's like, oh, Sunday, slow day. And I was like, no, Sunday's like one of our busiest days because we do a lot of food on those days. Like Saturday and Friday, super easy. It's only like nine dishes total. So you're possibly doing three dishes, you know. And then after that, you're chilling. Last seating's at nine. But on Sunday, last seating's at 8.30. We still don't get out of there till like 11.30, or 11.30, 12. It's crazy. Back to that, uh, back to that life. Back to life is nice though. You know, it's a good time. I'm learning so much about flavor profiles and how to just like plate shit like a gnarly ninja and stuff. I miss it, but I don't miss it. I bet you don't. Yeah, you would get so frustrated having someone like breathe down your neck all the yeah, time. Yeah, but I'm I'm fine with that. Like when I'm at my work, when we're busy, I fucking love it. Yeah, because it's like, man, you you're just sitting down, you're focused, you're talking. You know, a lot of people can't handle it. I like it. I thrive in it. You know, as long as I have my shit set up, yeah, that's no, all sure. I care about, and that's one of my main problems at my work, which I've spoke about on the show before, is that we don't prep our own stations. Oh, see, that's what we do only. I uh, I'm busy with handling all the meats and stuff, pulling everything out of Word. the oven, uh, getting all the meats ready to go in the oven, yeah, slicing it all up, getting it ready for the ho- holding. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I got somebody prepping my station for me. Yeah. So you don't really know what you have and what your back. No, are. and I sh- and it's ultimately my fault. I should go and. Check, look under, see what I have when I don't yeah, have. You should also have a competent prep crew that should be able to. That's like, right. And there's a checklist. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'll ask. And, it's, and I, and I automatically already know, depending on who's working, yeah, well, how, what I don't it, have. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like, like hey, right, where's my this. goat cheese at? They're like, and they're like, uh, I'll get it for you. Are they, are they making it look like you're an asshole? Like, oh, you can't do it. And I was like, do your job for you? <laughs> Oh, I'll go get it. Fine. I'll we'll run see. downstairs and get you a backup. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. You get paid. Thank you so much. But it's like sir. that doesn't happen for us because we we prep our all the whole menu ourselves, and uh, it's a prep heavy place. So like we literally go into service, and we bear, we don't cook that much. It's like searing of meat and uh, you know cooking pause, <laughs> and just you know like maybe heating up some vegetables, but mostly everything is done. You know. You can just plate it up real quick. It's like butters and um, different types of garnishes and stuff like that. It's very, very artistic. So we just go really it's hard. It's called Art of the Table. Yeah. So we go hard for like five hours and then we like chillax during service. So Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Because everything's just ready to go. Yeah. Everything's pretty much ready to go. That's good. I'll have to come by there. You got the hookup yet? Um, if you come late night, we usually like, you know, if there's homies come in, we'll break you off a little piece of something, something. But I'm not really in the zone of saying, I can give you a full discount, blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> Come in. I mean, bring some friends and have the tasting menu. It's actually a really good time. Possibly. Maybe I'll bring my friend. Yeah. Uh, okay. Me? Um, I don't know. Update? Uh, we're finally full, fully staffed. <laughs> I mean, uh, everybody's it's got- a little too late. Summer's <laughs> over. <laughs> I know, but it, but it doesn't matter. Everybody's been pushed to the edge with uh, scheduling. Oh, okay. Uh, which we've been talking a lot about on the show. Uh you think you got that day off? Sorry, <laughs> Call we're in. gonna need you. And people are still going, you know. And that's what's nice though now is that now people are still going on vacations. We got a couple mm-hmm. people that are going to Burning Man and oh, okay. things of that nature, uh, going out of town, visit people. Um, so now we can. It's like uh, n- people can cover for you now because that's we're cool. fully staffed. There you go. Um, so uh, tensions are, you know, that's a good back place to, low. to be. So basically, all our all our management notes this week are just like make people feel welcome. <laughs> Remember, your dishwasher is a part of the crew. 
Oh yeah. Be nice to him, please, or them, or her, or whatever. Our dishwasher slash Garmo over at our place. He's a gnarly man. Shout out Rick Pettigrew, um, <laughs> Tyler, and Dustin Ronspies. I told him that I give him a shout out. What's up? What's up? Um, and the Art of the Table crew, you guys kill it, and we and you're making me have a lot. You of fun. told them about the show already. Of course, it's on my resume. Don't they? <laughs> don't they know I be slandering people? Uh, they know that I be slandering. They're all about it. <laughs> you kidding me? They're like, man, do you guys have fun on that show? I'm yeah, like, we do yeah. have fun on this show. Somebody else was talking. I was like, don't you guys worry about hurting your reputation? I was like, my reputation is already ruined. Tarnished. People <laughs> know. I mean, everybody knows me in this city. I'm, I'm not gonna boast. I'm that kind of person, but people they, they know, know me one are, way yeah. or another. Yeah, when I walk into a restaurant, I'm just that loud, obnoxious guy, mm-hmm. and I already know one your chefs or somebody in your kitchen right. and I'm like who's this dude at the window begging for food <laughs> scraps I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yo let me get a piece of that filet but you know, they ain't gonna notice that piece right there they're not gonna they're not gonna notice that gun we get one scoop of ice mm. cream mm. I'm just trying to taste a little nibble <laughs> alright that's updates uh, you eat anywhere anywhere cool this week uh, this week, you know, I didn't really eat anywhere cool. I've been making dinner at home, or at least trying to. I actually uh, had a random Whole Foods delivery r- arrive on my porch the other night when I got home from work with no address on it. That's you. And so, yeah, so I'm cooking, right. you know, $20 sockeye salmon fillets and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank that's, you, Whole Foods. That's funny because that's kind of what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's jump into it. Johnny. Yeah. What what's on our shit list this week? Well, the the slog is that what it's called? The, yeah, the cap the stranger. Yeah, the so stranger's for people block. that don't don't live in Seattle, Washington, or the greater metropolitan area of we, Seattle. We have a paper called The Stranger. We have an alternative newspaper here called The Stranger, I which is say it's alternative anymore. But. It's not a newspaper. It's not the Seattle yeah, PI like, yeah. or what was the other one we had that was Times or Yeah, Seattle Times. It's nothing like that. It's a it's a physical newspaper that's passed out at bars. Yeah, that's true. So true. it is alternative. <laughs> they talk. They got Savage. I heard Dan Savage owns The Stranger. Oh, really? Did you know that? Interesting. Keith K Boogie. Did you know that? No. Yeah, right. We got some friends that uh, work at The Stranger. Shout out Jen Graves, Larry Mizell Jr. What up? Hey. I, I don't think they listen to the show, but they should. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, it's an alternative newspaper, and they cover all sorts of things like uh, you know music, bands, food, mm-hmm. movies, uh, uh, call girls, gay porn. <laughs> they actually do have a festival <laughs> called Hump, five minute short porn. Anyway, festival. So um, they had they wrote an article earlier this week talking about uh, the opening of a commissary kitchen by Amazon called Atlas. No, 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 no. Yeah, there is already a commissary kitchen. In the Soto neighborhood of Seattle, Washington, and it is called where are we at? Okay. I'm a loser. <laughs> it's called Downtown Cookhouse. Uh, what's the address? Give the address. Uh, the address is 3810 Airport Way South. And basically, what they advertise themselves as is a ready-to-rent I-502 kitchen and commissary prep station. Um, it's an ideal place for chefs, caterers, and food trucks seeking a state-of-the-art, state-regulated kitchen. Um yeah, but they're being bumped out. Well, what does what does I five hundred two kitchens mean? Was that a, it's just an area? It's a weed kitchen, son. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, which allows the preservation <laughs> of cannabis infused edibles, which are available for lease. What? Yeah, so it's probably like Good Ship Co. and like you know all those people who 
do that sort of shit. Yeah, and they're on. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, they're getting booted. Basically, what happened is is that Amazon apparently, which is the bane of our existence here well, in see, Seattle, that's the thing is like this guy saying that it might not be owned by Amazon because they're trying to keep that shit hush hush on the download. They're not allowed to talk about it till October first. I should have got the inside scoop for one of my friends and said sources say <laughs> we could pause this real quick and make a phone call real quick. No, let's not do that. We got K Boogie's got to get to Chabao. Chabao. Anyway, <clears throat> three local chefs and multiple other tenants have received a notice in early July. Uh, now, this was written three weeks ago, two weeks ago, yeah. uh, that they have to vacate uh, their commissary kitchen. Yeah, by September 30th, which is creeping. Now, the commission, the kitchen. Uh, legally, only had to give them forty-five days to vacate. Yeah, so they got more than enough. They got plenty of time. Now, what these these chefs are saying is that uh, there's there's not not enough uh, space to go around here in the city. Yeah, the oversaturation of restaurants and and, and condos, food, and, trucks, like, food trucks, and catering. Yeah, yeah like we had covered on our food truck uh, episode. Yeah, you can't prepare anything on the truck. No, you got to prepare. And somewhere. if you want to do illegally, and I know some people that be doing some shit illegally, and they be cooking out their house. Well, yeah, like trap kitchens and shit. <laughs> trap kitchens. Yeah, I saw that. Bando. Yeah, that's just dope. Um, yeah, and so these people are trying to do it the right way, but then you got these companies coming in, and they're taking it over. Yeah. Because they got money. They can pay rent like for like two years, three years advance. Well, I just, I don't know. Um, they say that, uh, they say that, yeah, Amazon is renting out the spaces for two years, man. Yeah. Uh, what, Monopoly. What's your position on this? I mean, I know that I have a lot of friends in the tech industry, so I'm not going to like hate on them, but seriously, fuck the tech industry. Let the hate flow, son. It's like super annoying. It's literally killing our industry as a, the food industry because all they want is this bogus ass food and they just, and they take all the prime real estate because they need like, you know, 400 square foot, $1,600 apartments that they don't even stay in because they're all out riding their fucking scooters and like wearing their skinny jeans. I fucking hate it, dude. It's so annoying. I mean, I can play devil's advocate here. Uh, what you know? Wh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been like, it's like it's coming. It's happening all over the country. Like I, when I was in California, um, there was some. I can't remember what the chef's name was, but he was talking about how all his all the restaurants in San Francisco are dealing with the same shit with the tech industry, where like they're getting beat out by like Uber Eats and stuff like that. Well, like, I know, but see. What you have to look on the, the positive side of it, okay? Of, Bringing commerce. No, but my friend uh, Dennis Johnson, who I was going to have on the show, but unfortunately he fucking exited out of fucking Seattle ASAP. <laughs> Met him the first day. He he moved here eight years ago, and uh, he was out. He just got a divisional chef position for U.S. Foods in Atlanta. That's cool. So um, I went. Um, I heard I have friends that work at Amazon. Uh, which they own all their cafes and stuff like that. They get paid really well. And their hours are structured. They have insurance. So they're being well taken care of. I'm sure they're being well taken care of. But, I mean, in this industry, it's a little bit less about it being a job and more about it being a craft. That's right. Um, And so maybe you have – well, I mean, I have sacrificed some of my creative outlet at my job. And see, that's what happens. But I am much happier. Yeah, but, like – that's the thing. It's like happiness is only so much when you're only, when you're creating something that's you don't want to create. Yeah, but one day, what if you wake up and you're you know you're thirty eight, forty years old, 
and you're just a beat up fucking chef that's just tired. That's the only skill you have, man. And you have no insurance. You have kids, and that's that's the only trade you know. Well, you know that's the thing is you got to be. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you realize, um, you got Uber Eats, <laughs> you got Blue Apron, right? You got I mean, you all these home deliveries. Well, that's why you got to be on your shit. Like, is it, this no, isn't. you have to fucking get out of the industry and go work for Whole Foods. No, you don't, though. That's the thing is, it's like there's so many people out there that are making a name for themselves. You really just have to have a good publicist, to be honest with you. If you have a publicist and you make good food, you can make it in this city. <laughs> your boy, your boy at Solari had some good hashtags on this thing. Oh, fucking day. Eduardo? Yeah. He always says, like... Hashtag big dicks. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, his publicist let him put that up there? I'm sure, man. They're like the homies over there. I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw that. But that's the thing is, it's like we need to get back to this cooking where it's like, it's all about having fun and like locally sourcing. Like everyone's trying to get shit shipped over from some random ass country or something like that. And it's like, there's a bunch of farms that all make cheeses and like, you know, creameries and all that stuff. And they have like farms that actually produce really good produce and they're local and close by. It's like, why don't you get to know your people and stuff like that? It's like, instead, everyone's ordering chicken from Merlino's. Because they're lazy. Yeah. But that's... But look what that's what the tech industry is bringing to Seattle. I know. It's like, you got to cut down on your food costs because people don't... They want to eat that boo-boo. I mean, that's where we're heading, man. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to move to space and open up my own fucking (laughs) restaurant and, you know, just be... So do you adapt or do you run? (laughs) No, you persevere, man. You just keep pushing. You be like Mikey and run to <laughs> introduce some people Rocks. to some new shit, dude. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe you go into that, you know, into the BF of nowhere and just like <laughs> open up your own shit and make it happen. But I don't know. It's it's getting pretty. It's it's brutal in the city because it's like we're losing space on everything. Like you can't even get a house. Yeah, and the, my my problem, my problem, my whole, my really only problem with this article is like, um, I fucking Amazon has the money to build their own facilities. That's what I'm saying. Also, we must say we don't know if this article is true. Yeah, I mean it is a slug. So, <laughs> well, I mean, there's no. They said October first. Yeah, and uh, nobody, and you can't talk about it, or nobody knows any of the deets. Yeah, and so nobody. It's it's a company called Atlas Kitchen, which also already has a kitchen in South Lake Union, which yeah. is the heart of Amazon. That's where their campus is at. All their they own everything down there. Wasn't Kent cooking for them or something? Yeah, yeah, he was before he left in a. Story. Oh yeah, and every time he somebody would ask him about it, he'd be like, "I can't tell I can't, you, it's secret. I can't talk about it." And then my boy was like, "He's probably cooking nothing." Now. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't doing nothing special. Um, shout out Ken Combs, I love you, dog. Ken Combs. Um, shout, what's yeah. his, you got his website? Uh, I've been on his website. But you got the name of it? Can no, we, it's. Um, I'm sure it's like chefkentcombs.com or something like look that. Look him up, man. He's, I'll look him up. If you cool look him pictures. up on Facebook, Kent Combs, K E N T C O M B S. K Boogie with another um, holy shirt today. He he has a pretty legit uh, pop up <laughs> thing that he's trying to get started right now. So give him a shout out. Check him out. He's yeah. a good friend of ours. So uh, yeah, but he was working at Atlas Kitchen. I forgot about that. Yeah. But um, I want to say this kitchen right here. It, they said it was in um, like the five hundredth block down on no, Airport no, Way. No, no, no. This was the the first Atlas Kitchen. Oh, uh, it, I want to say it's behind uh, 
biscuits, uh, serious pie, serious biscuit. Oh, down in Belltown area? No, no, no. That's biscuit bitch. Mm. This one's South Lake Canyon. Oh, for sure. Serious pie slash serious biscuits, gotcha. which I bitched about on the show because they're not obviously serious about their biscuits because I went in there and they said they only serve biscuits till three o'clock. <laughs> you must be more serious about your pie. You're serious about that pie. <laughs> um, anyway. Overrated. <laughs> okay, buggy, shout out. <laughs> Just talking that shit. Anyway, so basically, like, I also feel, unfortunately, like, these chefs are kind of um, whining a little bit. It's like, I understand that Preach they Preach on it. Speak on it, bro. I understand that they do have to leave um, and that they have a lot of people working <sighs> under them and they have to find new space. But at the same time, they've been given ample amount of time. And there's a lot of fucking restaurants out there that weren't given any notice, you know? You know, and if it's really, you know, Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. If you can't find a job, I mean, for the people who are working there that can't, let, like, need to find new jobs, if they can't find new jobs in three months, I mean, come on. Yeah, but <laughs> these food truck uh, and catering owners, I mean, this is their livelihood, man. Well, yeah, and those people I feel truly sorry for, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm, there's, there's more places out there. And in three months, you can find, I mean, it's word of mouth. Hey, dog, do you have a place? Hey, dog, do you know of a commissary kitchen? Hey, like. Shit, man, run out, run out of kitchen's kitchen. I know people who are buying like old, like big Mario pizza, or not big Mario's, but uh, what's that? Tony Roma's or something like that. Like that delivery pizza co. They're like buying out old factories, you know? Do what you got to do, homie. Yeah, do what you got to do. Make something into a commissary kitchen. Freaking, I know that Rue uses their commissary kitchen and it's built into a house. Like Rue uses the commissary kitchen for their food truck. Yes, mm. they're definitely not doing it at Rue. That'd be fucking. That's what ridiculous. I thought. That's what I thought. No, that'd be ridiculous, dude. They don't have enough space to do that. So yeah, they have a commissary kitchen, but it's literally built into a house. It's like a pretty cheap build out. You know, it's more reasonable than having to find a place in fucking Soto. Let's go with a quote here. <laughs> the owner of uh, the Chicago style pizzeria Windy City Pizza told the stranger. Quote, it's all legal and I get that, but we get the we get the brunt of it. In terms of being a good corporate citizen, it's pretty much garbage. Well, yeah, because they're kind of just being like they're bullies. Yeah, they're bullies. Totally. But at the same time, it's like, don't sit there and be like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Just fucking get your shit. Get it done. Go out there and grind. And that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm sure they are. They're going to make it happen. They're not. But I'm just saying like this article kind of makes them out to be like kind of saying that they're whining about the the governmental system. And I'm like, man, there's worse shit out there. Just fucking grind. Grind hard. We're chefs. This is what we do. First world problems. Exactly. This is what we do. I mean, like I know a lot of my homies out from the chop shop and stuff like that. Grinding on that unemployment right now instead <laughs> yeah. of looking for they're jobs. grinding on that employment because yeah, they're not looking for jobs yet. Be collecting that unemployment, yeah. But it's like there's a lot of us that have gotten jobs right away, and it's because we're hustling. You know, you got to hustle for that. Yeah, we just you know the thing about it is, is it's uncertainty. It's not knowing. Yeah, what's going to happen, and then to have a giant company come in and just buy up the whole space, which yeah. those kitchens, those commissary kitchens, are not made for large scale companies. Yeah, my question is: is who owns all the equipment in those commissary kitchens? Do they do they rent them? I'm going to say they rent them. I'm going to say the company rents them. Okay, and has them leased out because that would be or, my only stipulation. Like, oh man, we're losing this space. What are we going to do with all this equipment? Is it paid off yet? Like no, it's not. It's not. It's not their equipment. The kit. The the equipment comes with the kitchen. Okay, with well, the commissary then, kitchen. Then they really don't have much to worry about. No, it's rented. A, it's yeah, it's leased out space. Yeah. Um. It's just like if you had an art studio. Mm. 
and you're in there creating art and they have to give you 45 day notice and some large scale art company that turn, churns out a shit ton of art on a large scale and you're a small time artist that a group, a collective group of artists that goes, we're creating fucking something different and special <laughs> here and you got this bullshit art maker that comes in here and wants to fucking ruin it. You know, it's, it's just like that shit. I understand where they're coming from. But don't they, un- don't artists know that that's what gentrification is? That's what how it starts is with artists by bringing in the people who want to see this art. And then they're like, oh, hey, this is actually a really awesome area. Let me just buy it. Look, this city is still young in its infancy of this tech shit that's coming. Oh, man, in here. we're about to be swallowed up. Yeah. I mean, I still I'm going to see the drones come and delivering pizzas. That, that's going <laughs> to happen pretty soon. It's going to be scary as hell. And these farm to table scratch kitchens are going to be few and far between. They're going to be going. Uh, you're going to weed out all the fucking bullshit restaurants that are here charging an arm and a leg for some bullshit. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening right now in front of our eyes. I yeah. was a, I was a part of it. <laughs> I've been a part of a lot of the things. I liked, you your, re- about. I liked your restaurant. I mean, I liked it too, but it was definitely overpriced. Way overpriced. Yeah. Delicious. You know? and I got the hookup there one time, but I was still like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and that's just the way it goes. You know, it's just trying to make a buck, especially when you got to pay that rent. So, yeah, and the rent here is crazy, 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 crazy. But crazy. it's crazy because so the kitchen that's moving into the to the commissary now the Atlas or whatever, they're going to be doing like Blue Apron style prepared meals. So this is another issue that's going on is it's like they're, I mean, I don't really find it as an issue because I think these things are cool because it's making um, people who don't cook at home cook more at home and like create. But this is an issue. This is a trend I'm starting to see more when people come out to dinner or when I like go out to like I was at a wedding this weekend and one of the comments that um, my the relatives made was, why would I go spend money on a fancy dinner when my wife makes delicious food at home? Step your game up, you know, and that's and that's totally cool. But I'm like, but what about that one date night that you want to go out and you want to have a really, really nice meal? Are you going to sit at home? Like, what about the experience of going out and like talking to cooks and chefs? That's like, going to make it's going to make restaurants step their game up. Yeah. I've complained about walking into restaurants and seeing that that, that trend of unfinished um unfinished businesses with exposed air ducts and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know what that trend is, but are you going to a restaurant? The lighting's fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. The decor is shit. You know, so and they're only are like on their phone. Yes, yeah, like servers that. on their. They don't know the specials. They don't know the specials. They have to walk back and ask the chef fifteen fucking questions about the menu. Um, the the drink the cocktail list is bullshit right um, that's why I love our restaurant because we have the menu posted right in the past so every time a server has a question they can just read the menu and then it's done <laughs> so it's, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna separate a lot of you know the real from the fake yeah and so I'm with that and I think there's a lot of real restaurants out there and I do think there's a lot of fake restaurants out there but unfortunately for most of the fake restaurants I would say like 65% of the fake restaurants they have backing of cash so yeah but still nobody's gonna come I mean yeah but they might shutter one place it's it's like these kingpins that we have in the city they own 12 restaurants they can shut down 6 and still make you know be smiling to the bank the whole way yeah, how do you? I don't understand how you own that many successful restaurants. Um, you literally make everything formula. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I just like 
I can't deal with it anymore. I don't even go out to eat dinner anymore. I only go to really new new restaurants. New restaurants or if I know the cooks and the chefs there because I know I'm going to have a memorable experience. But when I go to some place like trying to, you know, find out if this is what the hype is all about, it's always bad. I'm like, what what were you eating and when were you eating it? You been to San Fernando yet? Uh, San Fermo? San Fermo. I'm planning on going tonight because Amy sounds working. So ah, Amy if you want to come and meet me for some drinks or something. Mm, that might be possible. Yeah. I'll have to ask uh, my lady friend. Okay. Um, cause my buddy, Alan, my other Korean friend, I got them, I got, I hooked him up. I was like, I was like, Amy, you need to talk to my boy, Alan. He's Korean. He really needs like some guidance in this cooking world. Like you're a baller. I know you're a ninja. You're Korean too. <laughs> she's, she's, she's as Korean as me and you are. I mean, she looks Korean. <laughs> I love you, Amy. You're the best. My little dumpling. Oh, she um, bought the, she uh I guess they posted their liquor license. I know. Uh, she said that they they're they're moving it with restaurant openings it takes, you know. That it show can, was supposed to be open like last March it's or something. It's anywhere from a year to a two years, you know. It's to the permits. You need permits for light fixtures, bro. Like you need <laughs> permits for everything. It's crazy. Restaurant industry's so. tough all around. Man. It is. So, and they're kind of doing a large build out. It seems like. Just wait till we start having Amazon restaurants, man. I mean, if they pay, <laughs> and, if they, and if they let us have creativity, then I'll work for an Amazon restaurant. I, if they let us, if this is my thing that I've been noticing is like sometimes when you see these commissary kitchens or these like pop up kitchens, they let you. They use it as like a science lab. If yeah, that's what happens what with like Amazon, if they like start creating <laughs> science labs and food labs where we can start creating things and fucking with gastronomy and doing all the shit that they're doing overseas and shit like that, like. Let's do it. But if they're going to make us push sandwiches and, you know, pizzas and all that shit, they can eat a dick, you know? They're going to be huge, large, like, flash frozen salmon and stuff like that. (laughs) You're going to be poaching, like, huge sheet trays and those giant leveled, like... Yeah, they they probably got the combi ovens, though. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And you pull them right out and then you flash freeze them and then they're bagged up. Crazy. I mean, it, it's fucking large industry. Yeah. You know, are you a cook or are you a a, a, a factory worker at that point? It's a, it depends on what you're making and what you're doing. That's that's what goes that, you know. And if you're allowed to plate it, food. If you, plating, no, man, you're boxing. Yeah, then you're definitely, boxing then up you're definitely food. not, then you're definitely not fully cooking. But then. that's the future. Yeah, that's true. Though. What's cooking going to look like on a space station, man? Cooking's going to look dope because you're going to be able to do shit at zero gravity, dog. <laughs> like, you're going to be putting like drops of shit and having steak like float in like little fan shapes in the sky. That's no, it's going to be true. <laughs> I'm already planning my restaurant. <laughs> Black people aren't allowed in space, man. <laughs> Man, we're the first people out of space because once people start dying, they'll be like, that. well, you see what happened? Like, I did not say that, dude. Of course, all people are welcome. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> black astronauts matter? I'm pretty sure there's tons of black astronauts. But <laughs> Is there? Um, I mean, I've never seen them. I think I know sure one. Are. Maybe there's two. They both wear glasses, though. <laughs> <laughs> I took a, I took a left turn. Yeah, right. Anyway. Uh, all right. Yeah, we're going to finish this yeah, up. Yeah, let's finish this up. Anyway, uh... Yeah, I don't know what to think about this. We're gonna I guess have, we'll have to come back to it. When yeah, we're going to have to come back to it and figure it out. Uh, my so thoughts and prayers are with uh, the owners of... Dave Litcherman, Matthew Bumpus, and John <laughs> Tran. 
Bumpus. Bumpus? Yeah, so. He owns the ice cream place, doesn't he? Yeah, sweet Bumpus. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> anyway, let's move now on. Now, the, the Peach and the Pig, the Peach and the Pig, I just, uh, they were in that burger competition at the yeah. South Lake Union uh, where I saw Andy's son. Hey, there you go. Well, let's move on to Ingredient of the Week. So we uh, IOW. Yeah, Keith's got to go to work. Yeah, get his ass to work. He has to make a spatula. Ingredient of the week it's this be, week. It's, it's gonna be dates. Date fix? Fix date? Figs dates? Yeah, dates. Dates fix. <laughs> this should make my lady friend happy. She enjoys dates. I know. And we're gonna do it in a dessert uh dessert form. Style. That's right, dessert form. Oh, I got it written down. I was looking on my phone. That's fine. You want to go first? Because are you are you tech super technical? He, Johnny uh, said that my shit's been whack lately. I'm not super technical. I really don't give a fuck. This is just more like fun. I've just been kind of playing because we we do a cheese course at work, and it just re- is really nice to have. You know, I feel like it's a good dessert. At the yeah, end of the it's day. delicious. So um, I'm gonna make a a date jam or you know, compote that'll go like compote on the base of a cheese board plate, and then you'll have like some fresh nuts and fruit. Going you can add this on all torts. All sorts of shit. Yeah, a tort, know, a tort. Yeah, and um, but I want to do it with cheese and fresh figs and dates. Mind milk, mind and, milk, uh, mind milk. Yeah, you know, me and Johnny be on the level sometimes. Sometimes we'll do something soon. Um, so anyway, you're gonna get uh, six dried figs and you're Shut gonna up, Keith. chop those up. Um, you're gonna get six dates and you're gonna chop those up as well, and then you're gonna get three tablespoons of honey, one a juice from one lemon, a quarter cup of water, um, a little pinch of cinnamon. And what you're going to do with that is you're going to combine the chopped figs and dates into a small pot. Um, bring them to a low boil and simmer until they're starting to like get thick. You'll see that it's starting to gooify and stuff like that. Um, bring, turn that down a little bit. Add in some water. Add in your cinnamon and your lemon juice for acidity. And uh, cook that down just a little bit. You want it to be spreadable. You know, you don't want it to be chunky or like. Um, or you could. I mean, if you if you want it that way, Johnny cool. wants it to look nice. Yeah, but I like it to look nice and clean. I mean, if you want to, you could pass it through a chinois, but that's that's a little too fancy. Anyway, so depends I, how far you want to take it. Yeah, and um, I mean, it would be cool to serve it hot. I mean, because it'll probably stretch out a little bit further. But if you do it cold, just make sure it's a little bit thinner because it's going to solidify. Room temperature is probably the best. Yeah, room temperature is my favorite, of course. Anyway. Just um, bring that on the plate. Place your little one ounce piece of cheese. Um, I like to do like toasted marcana almonds and um, some fresh dates. And you'll just quarter those, put some fresh maldon salt and some uh, fresh uh, um, olive oil on top of those, you know. Um, garnish with a little bit of, you know, I've been really getting into... Um, We've been using fennel pollen. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's just that literally, like the tops of fennel flowers that yeah. have been dried out. Super pretentious. Yeah, okay. and then you just okay. like it's so oh, nice though. Okay. But uh, we, yeah, I mean, you can do a little bit of that, and definitely though, some fresh honeycomb, and not just honey. The honeycomb. Combs, you want to get combs. the comb in there. If you've never had a honeycomb, it's like crack, crack. it's so good. It's like a little like wax ball Keep filled with honey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that with the honey? Comb? Yeah, while somebody watches through the window. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my um recipe for the IOW this All week. right, word up, word up. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, for shouting. Thank you. It's delicious. No, hurry up, Robbie. All right, mine's going to be real technical. All right, get your pens and papers out, all right? <laughs> I'm making fresh date juice. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna do a date and plum sorbet. Ooh, we'll Robbie, there you go. You're gonna need uh, <laughs> three cups of three cups of plums. Uh, you want to you know rough chop them, pit them, all that good stuff. Uh, same thing with your one cup of dates. Uh, you don't have to cut them up too fine, nothing like that. Just rough chop them. You're in two and a half cups of cold water. You want a pinch of salt and you want a dash of lemon juice. All right, now this is where it gets tough, you guys. Okay, you want to toss all that into a blender. And you would, yeah, you would blend that out to super smooth, super smooth. Uh, you're gonna let it blend for I don't know two, three minutes. Make sure you got like a ninja or something. It's, I mean, you're rough, rough chopping. And the only thing in there that's really that hard is going to be the dates. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to fuck your shit sure, up. Yeah. Um, so you just want to blend it till it's smooth, nice, smooth consistency, uh, because then you're going to pour it straight into an ice cream maker. Hey. Uh, you want to follow the instructions on your ice cream maker? You can hand churn it if you wanted to. It's going to take a lot longer. You're going to get biceps, though. <laughs> dude, so. <laughs> um, dude, somebody was telling me about the ball, the soccer ball. Was that me and you? Mm-mm. There's a soccer ball you can buy, and you can make ice cream while you kick around the soccer ball. It screws open in half, and you fill the outside. These contraptions with. that people are coming up with. Are you put, uh, you know, the ice on the outside of it, and then you put the liquid in the middle, and then nice. you go in the backyard and you play soccer for like a half an hour, or whatever, and then boom, you open it up, you got ice cream. Dope. It's pretty. It's pretty fresh. Uh, but yeah, you just pour that uh, mixture that you've blended smooth into your ice cream maker. Uh, follow your instructions. When it's done, you want to let it freeze so it sets for about two hours. Boom. There you go. Uh, that sounds bomb. Scoop it out. I don't know. Put it on a fresh croissant. I don't fucking care. Ice cream? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really care. Cookie. I mean, but on a quick note before we leave, speaking of funny foods, Ripple.com. Check them out. These guys are making uh, milk out of peas. Oh, shit. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk about it next week. You tried to send it to yeah, me, we'll but talk I about it next week it. on the show. But just for now, check them out at Ripple.com. Ripple? Ripplefoods.com. Not to be confused with Nipple.com. No, Ripple. I've been there yeah, before. Yeah, they're doing some crazy things with the food world and uh, trying to make plant-based food items that uh, use less water and have use you seen less that? electricity. Did you see that vegan uh, video? Of the I did d- it, but the- we don't have time for that. <laughs> all right? Anyway, so thanks again for listening. Yo, that's episode 38. I want to thank uh, the Soundcasting Network. Soundcasting Network. Network. I want to thank Studio 2 and 2 for letting us uh, come here and record. K Boogie, our producer, who's been on the phone the entire time and making lewd gestures with honeycombs. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you can catch us on um, Instagram and Facebook at Grow How Long Steak Mister. Uh, we're going to be on the Twitters at How Long Steak Mister. Uh, our email address is going to be how long, uh, Grow How Long Steak Mister at gmail.com. Uh, I'm Bobby Stills on Robert's. Stills on Facebook and Bobby Stills on Instagram. He's Johnny Toonami on Instagram and Johnny Smith. Johnny Toonami 90, actually. Let me make sure it gets straight because people might be looking for your boy. Yeah, and you can catch us on the soundcastingnetwork.com along with all the other shows that we have up on uh, that wonderful network. There's video games, DJs. What else we got on there? Booze. 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 Yeah. Jobs? You looking for a job? We got a recruiting podcast. Something about books or some shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, until next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. Grill. How long steak, Mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.